This podcast is sponsored by CDO Group, the industry leader providing a full range of construction and project management services. CDO Group has managed thousands of projects in all 50 states. Their group of experts provide systems, processes, and procedures to make sure that your projects turn over on time and on budget every single time. With over 24 years of experience, CDO Group is the industry's leader in construction management and general contracting services. To find them, go to cdogroup.com. Hi, and welcome to the Future of Development podcast. My name's Anthony Montategi, and I'm here to inspire people to find amazing careers in the construction development world. like our podcast, please make sure you hit the subscribe button down below. If you really like our podcast, make sure you hit the little bell. Hi, and welcome to the Future Development Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montategi, and today I'm joined by this country's number one franchising coach, Tana Hutchinson. Her over two decades of experience in guiding franchisees to that perfect franchisor and move, touch, and inspiring them to have careers that produce some of the biggest numbers in the franchising world. Her and her group over at FranChoice do an amazing job of understanding the franchisee, what they're looking for, and understanding the franchisor, what they're looking for, matching them up, and that guidance really puts together success stories. I'm so excited to have her on the show. Tana, welcome to the show. Tana, welcome to the show and uh, really excited about having you on today. And, you know, we've talked before, uh, your background and my background with working with franchisees is a lot of fun, right? Uh, uh, you know, meeting franchisees in that, in that perfect space where they're excited about a new venture, a new idea. You know, you match up franchisees with the perfect franchisor. And uh, that process takes a little bit, right? Because everybody has an idea of what they think they want, but really figuring out what, what's going to work for them and something that's going to be viable for them long term. You know, what's that process look like when you put it together? Well, it all starts with just trying to figure out what does this person want out of this business? Because the business really is a vehicle for how they want to change their life or enhance their life, right? That's right. So when I first speak with a candidate, and that's what we call folks that we work with, they're, they're candidates for a franchise. When I'm first speaking with them, I'm trying to understand who they are, uh, gleaning out their skills and their experience and, and what they hope to accomplish with this business. And then I take them through a series of steps where I really get to know them and break it down and try to meet as close to as many of the ideals of what they're looking for. That's awesome. You know, you know, the uh, when you break that down, you know, that process you go through and making sure you meet their expectations. You know, I, every time I work with a franchisee, the first question they ask me is, you know, once I get through the first uh, looking at sites and, and, and whatnot, when can I quit my job, right? They're so excited to jump into it. I'm like, they're already ready to quit their job and, and get started. And we, you know, we haven't gone through finding a site location yet, moving, you know, they're looking for that date. You know, how do you set expectations, uh, you know, to, so they're manageable for them so that we're not later on uh, missing the expectations and, and having people that are frustrated, you know, guiding them along the way. How do you set those expectations? So once we do the match, once I match them to a franchisor, then I'm giving them lots of tips on how to investigate the franchise company and investigate the business opportunity itself. And they're they're picking up all different aspects to the business, which includes all the startups. 
So while they are learning about the business from the franchisor, they're learning about it as well from the franchisees. They're validating everything that they're learning from the franchisor with the franchisees. And I'll coach them and give them lots of tips and tools to help them in this process and even give them sample questions and so forth. Well, while they're in that process, Part of it is understanding, okay, if we have a location where customers are are coming to the location, you need to understand how long it's going to take for me to get that location open. So you're learning from the franchisor, and oftentimes these franchisors have their own real estate and construction departments that can help guide them, and the franchise development team is educating them on that. But then too, they're learning from the franchisees about how long did it take to get that location open and what was that process like? So I'm not necessarily preparing them for average timeframes. I'm relying on the expert, which is the franchisor and ultimately the franchisees and explaining to them what was their experience like and how long did it take? So I'm giving them the questions to ask and they're learning it from both parties. I think that's, I mean, it's great. You know, asking the right questions. You know, the, the problem I, I find with most franchisees is they, they see things in ro- with rose-colored glasses on. And I get it because they're excited about getting into something. And and asking the right questions, even the ones that are hard, right? Under, uh, seeing the good, the bad, and the ugly of, of a franchise of going into business, right? Knowing, hey, look, this is what happens on, a, you know, on your bad days, right? And this is what it's going to take to get you under construction. Here's what the real costs are going to be to go find a location, uh, you know, just to find the team to go find the location, uh, get the architect, the the construction, the, the lease, uh, build out cost, the the first uh, first order cost, right? When you're doing a bricks and sticks location, and likewise when we're doing a service based business, right? What's the marketing cost? What, what you know? What's the training go through? You know, what's the period of time you're going to have to invest into it before you see a dollar, right? Before you start to right. see money roll in. Sometimes that's hard to to show them, but to make sure that they see that so that when they go in, their expectations are measured properly, right? And that's the beauty of the franchise business model, because it's not like going into business by yourself where you don't know what to expect and you're just, in essence, making a lot of assumptions about how long it's going to take to get this business launched and up and running. With franchises, you can actually validate that with people like yourself that are owning and operating these businesses every day. And so you can learn that. So you can learn, going back to your original question, you can learn about how long does it take to get that business open? And then how long does it take to get that business to positive cash flow? And then bringing the kind of income you want as an owner into your pocket to be able to transition out of your current position. If that's what you want to do, because we work with a lot of franchisees who have three types of candidates. I have one that's wants to be the owner operator working in the business full time. I have candidates uh, and franchisees that want to be more of an executive owner where they are what we like to say in our world, working on the business as an owner, not in it as an employee. And so they're managing the manager and managing staff. And those executive owners oftentimes can build out additional locations or additional territory. And then we have the candidates that are looking to do regional development. But depending on the situation depends on when they leave their job 
or if they leave their job, if they want to. And then many of our candidates are current business owners. So they're just adding businesses to their portfolio. Knowing the difference between uh, what role you want to play, right? What kind of what kind of day-to-day activity you want to have in and on your on your franchise business. You know, that's a great thing to look at, right? Just to know yourself, know how much time you want to spend, uh, where you feel your, your skill set uh, is best. You know, uh, uh, I always tell people, where do you feel your energy, right? When you're doing uh, what part of the what part of your uh, work do you get the most energy from, and and what's the part of the of the, of the job of, the, of your day that uh, feels like an energy energy uh, you know your energy's lowest, right? Look at those look at those parts of of who you are, so that as you as you kind of line yourself up with with what what role you want to play. Uh, you know, you're 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 in your best uh, best alignment. That's a big part of what I do when I'm coaching candidates is to understand what's a day in the life of an owner in this business and what it's going to take to be successful in the business. So, what are the what are the key tasks you have to do every day as this owner? But then I'll also pick up pick out other things about the candidate. And these are the intangibles that I think make a difference in matching people correctly to businesses. Is learning things like are they an early riser, right? That's exactly what you're saying. Are they an early riser? Do they do their best work early in the morning? That makes a difference on the type of business that I'm introducing them to, believe it or not, because some businesses start earlier. Some are getting teams out the door before 8 a.m. sometimes. You learn those little things about people. I I, I take candidates through a process where sometimes I, I can tell that they wonder, why is she asking me this? Or how is this even relevant to buying a business? I just want to buy a business that makes money and that's it. But the reality is there's more to it than that. And that's what makes what we do so much fun. Are you wanting to be customer facing? Are you not want to be customer facing? Uh, how many employees do you like working with? All kinds of different people. You know, it, it's kind of funny when I find uh, someone that wants to go from the computer world who's been behind a screen now they want to own a restaurant and go into the restaurant world. And, you know, even though franchising makes it easy, is that your ultimate desire, right? Is being in front of customers and dealing with customer service your passion, right? Is that something, you know, let alone all the stuff that we're going to have to get through. Uh, if you made all your money doing working in a computer world and now all of a sudden you're dealing with people and their problems and, you know, customer service stuff, is that going to light you up every day? Is that going to be something that uh, uh, really is really going to move you? You know, Tana, uh, when you look at the difference between uh, bricks and sticks, franchise, you know, location-based franchising and service-based franchising, you know, how do you start to look at uh, what, how to guide someone uh, between the difference of those? Well, a lot of it has to deal or have to do with the time commitment that the candidate can put towards the business and the money that they can invest. So your bricks and sticks, location-based business that's going to cost more than a service-based business. So that puts them in a completely different category. And then two, how can we get the candidate funded for that business? And also two, the time to launch the business and get it to positive cash flow. Service-based businesses where we don't have a lot of overhead, You know, if we have a location, maybe the location isn't in an industrial office park setting, or maybe a or an executive office suite in a corporate office park, or maybe it starts off as home base. So those types of businesses do not have large 
total initial investments typically, and they can ramp up faster. The location-based franchises, they take time, exactly what you were describing before, setting expectations, knowing that we have a certain amount of time before that location can get open. And then once the location is open, how long it takes to hit positive cash flow, where the revenue coming in the door, it exceeds the expenses going out. You know, uh, you and I talked a lot about the investment of a bricks and sticks location. And uh, we'll do a separate podcast together on that one coming up here. And we'll link that down the bottom uh, of this podcast. You know, there's a lot to think about. You know, how do we look at the real estate, the real estate, how to find the right deal, what the time it takes to find the right deal. How do we put the team together to go find the location? Uh, you know, obviously we can, you know, based on the location, the type of lease that we get, uh, can vary the cost of an investment dramatically. And there's lots of components to talk about there. And I think you and I will, will continue that conversation on a, a separate co- podcast talking about the investment of a bricks and sticks location. Uh, and I think that that'd be a lot of fun for folks to see all the thinking that it takes to find your perfect location, the perfect cost, uh, and the team that, and time that it takes to go through that process. Even, even, even when things go perfectly, what the hurdles are, and again, we'll link that down at the bottom so folks can watch that on a separate podcast. You know, uh, when we're putting together a team and you're looking back over the franchisees that you've placed, what are the characteristics that you see that make them satisfied? When you look at their characteristics, what are those? Besides it meeting all of their goals, meaning what they wanted financially out of the business, a key characteristic that a lot of my candidates are looking for is, you know, not only working for themselves, but manage having more control over their time. And so if we're meeting the money that they want to make, giving them time back to their family, their, their life in general, then other things that will happen with a satisfied franchisee, once those expectations have been met, usually they'll take on more territory or they'll take on additional units of whatever their franchise is. So it could be in their franchise system, building out additional units in a market, or they may consider taking on additional units of maybe another franchise that's synergistic to the infrastructure they've already established on their within their teams. Yeah, I, I see that a lot where, uh, you know, they start with one brand, uh, they get an operating team that works in that one brand really, really well. And then as they find the next strategic brand to work with, that they can leverage their existing you know, team uh, to operate. You know, I, I noticed that uh, great franchisees tend to be able to do, you know, start with one, master it, master their team, and then be able to grow into other you know, opportunities for them. That's right. And that's if we got it right out of the gate, meaning we matched to who they were as people and what they wanted out of that business then we can go on and do that. And that that's a big part of what I do is making sure that the business matches the skills that they're bringing to the table and, and what they want. So when you gave that example of an IT person looking to get into a sandwich business, you have to ask that person, why do they want to get into that particular business? Because our CEO and founder at uh, my uh, parent company, uh, Franchise. When we match people to businesses, we match them based on the business characteristics and not 
to whatever the product or service is being offered. So a lot of times I will ask a candidate, why are they, why are they interested in such and such business? That's if they come to me having an interest in a certain business. But more often than not, they are just looking at that business because they think that there's a demand for it and that 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 business matches them, but they don't necessarily match to what the role of the owner is every day in that business. Don't get fooled by it's a gold rush. Make sure that uh, you understand if you want to be a miner or if you want to sell the shovels, right? You know, making sure that we know what role you want to play in the gold rush. Great. You know, that may be the fad today, but, you know, look, if you don't fit the fad and you'll fit the operations of that, and long term, you're going to hate going to work every day or running your franchise. You're never going to be successful. But if you can, you know, uh, work with the fad or work with the concept or, or the idea that you like, uh, but your role in it's better better off selling shovels than going out there and doing the mining. Great. Uh, and I think that's a, a big part of what you do and the, and the benefit of working with a team like yourself that uh, really works on finding what makes what where's your where's your passion. Uh, you know, Tana. I, uh, I, I love our time together. If, uh, if you would look back and talk to a younger version of you uh, that was going to get into the franchise coaching business, what might be some of the guidance you give a younger version of you to, to you know, look at the business? To be successful in what we do, you really should come from the franchisor side or from the franchisee side and understand what franchising is all about. Because it, it is a different business model. And so if you're interested in doing something like what I do, go to work for a franchisor. Understand operations. Operations is really key in the success of a business, right? So uh, getting that operations experience or even getting the franchise development experience like I did, where you you understand what people's motivations are and why they want to get into business and help help them understand why that business model is is that vehicle for them to get where they want to be. And then if they are interested in business ownership, but they're a bit nervous doing this completely on their own, that's the beauty of franchises, which is you know, going to into business for yourself, but not by yourself. You have the proven systems and best practices to follow. That's great. Now, Tana, um, if people want to get a hold of you, what's the best place for them to find you or get a hold of you? My website, www.tanahutchinson.com. So that's T-A-N-A-H-U-T-C-H-I-N-S-O-N.com. It's been awesome having you on the, on the podcast today. I'm grateful for your time. And I think people get a lot out of this and uh, look forward to having you on again. Thanks. Thank you, Andy. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. My name is Anthony Monategi. Always looking for people to bring insight into the industry, finding ways to inspire people to have amazing careers in the development world. If you liked our podcast, make sure you hit the subscribe button down below. If you really liked our podcast, make sure you hit the little bell. Thanks again for listening. Please share it with your friends.